You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today I am sitting down with Sahil, who is one of the kind of top tumbling coaches around the around the U.S., around the, in Canada, <clears throat> kind of been all over. So, <clears throat> wow. Uh, Sahil, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what it is you're up to. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Uh, sounds like you're still recovering from me. Uh, no, no. We both I'm are. Good. <laughs> all right, good, good. Yeah, no, uh, my name is Coach Sahil, as most people call it. And uh, yeah, so I've been uh, coaching tumbling for, I mean, I don't know how many years now. It's been a long time, maybe over 15 years. Yeah, about there. Or yeah, just over 15 years. Um, I started in uh, gymnastics and power tumbling. Um, I was an athlete myself. And then, uh, you know, down the line, I, I did, I've done all phases of, of this sport. So I've been an athlete, been a coach, and been an owner. Uh, we, my partner and I, uh, Sam, we just sold our gym, um, and our business last year in May. So now I'm kind of just kind of going around doing clinics, um, living somewhat semi-retired life as well at the same time. So I'm taking some time. Anybody who runs a gym knows how tiring and exhausting it can be. So I figured for the next six months to a year, I'm just going to kind of chill out a little bit, still work on projects. Uh, A lot of people have been asking me what's going on with your website. We're going to put up more stuff. So that's coming. So I own a website called tumblingcoach.com and on Instagram and Facebook, I have a page called addicted to tumbling where I just give away some of my best drills that I think will help a lot of coaches. Um, and, and even some athletes message me saying, Hey, I, I, you know, I went to an open gym and I set up a drill and it was really good for me. Um, and the two main things I do now is two types of clinics. So I do a coach's training session. Um, and it's, it's tumbling only. But it's it's an eight seven to eight hour day where I take you or, or a gym and I take their staff and we go from top to bottom A to Z uh, a complete tumbling hands on immersive experience where there's live spotting live drilling live class management I mean obviously all the drills you can get your hands on the fundamentals we learn how to fix tumbling how to spot tumbling um, how to problem solve so everything your you and your coaches want to know it's actually what I did for myself in my gym it's what I um, it's it's the material that I taught my own coaches um, so that they can become, you know, great coaches in my business. So that helps me make money. So uh, the, the stuff that I do in the coaches training session is as if I'm coaching your staff. So that's one. And then number two, obviously, athlete clinics, um, you know, skill based athlete clinics. Um, I'm very technical. So the way I coach things is in my philosophy is if, you know, a backhand spring is a backhand spring. Uh, whether you're a gymnast, cheerleader, power tumbler, if you have a good handspring, it's going to score well. You right. don't have to worry about, you know, the fluff. The fluff, the fluff can come later. Uh, so those are the two main things I do now. And then I also help out uh, a company called Activity Messenger. Um, if you're a gym owner and, you know, you need to increase your income on the side, make extra money, and you need some tools to help you out, I know there's things like iClass Pro and we use GoMotion and there's, you know, um, obviously Melee and things like that. So this is a good service because it's an add-on. So it doesn't matter what class management you're using right now. It can help you fill those gaps because no software is right. perfect, right? Everybody has pros and cons and everybody has feature lists and there's gaps in their features. If you're ever a gym owner, you're like, oh man, I wonder, or you're like, I wish my software management had this, or I wish my iClass Pro had this. 
this software activity messenger can help you fill the gaps. And we can talk about that later, but that's my little spiel. And I also wrote uh, a book called the cheer diet oh, wow. because I used to do powerlifting and uh, I used to do uh, nutrition consulting. So my, my main job at the time was helping uh, MMA athletes, wrestlers, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athletes um, compete. That means at a certain date for those who don't know at a certain date, they have to make mm -hmm. a certain weight. So if they don't make the weight, they don't compete, which means I'm out of a job, right? So uh, luckily, knock on wood, I never had an athlete miss weight. So I did pretty good with that one. Um, so I used those principles to help cheerleaders, um, not not the weight management stuff, because right, we don't right. need to weigh ourselves. But I used the performance aspect. So I'm all about performance nutrition. Um, there's other you know people out there who do you know longevity nutrition, like becoming healthy and stuff. And you can obviously become healthy. But my main thing is performance nutrition, eating so that can get on the mat and do your best. So that, that's kind of like my little spot. Wow, that's uh, a lot of different uh, hats that you wear, a lot of different things that you do. Um, you mentioned a couple different things that I'd love to dive into a little bit. And you uh, you were talking about sure. staff training. And um, I know that you mm -hmm. had a period of time where you owned a gym. And um, so you had staff. And that's actually one of the biggest challenges uh, owners that we work mm -hmm. with uh, are experiencing is a finding good staff and b training yep. great staff and c then holding them accountable for how to make sure they they continue to deliver great classes and great experiences and great technique to the athletes. Uh, so, mm -hmm. what are some what are your thoughts on how do you find great staff and how do you how do you train great staff? Yeah, um, so a couple things with that. I think the number one. Um, mistake that gym owners make, and I'll start from the top and work my way down. Uh, and this is something that I made, so I'm comfortable talking about it. The number one a mistake that gym owners make is they is that uh, they 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 think that everybody should work as hard as them, right? And if you go in with that mentality with your staff, you're going to burn them out, or they're going to leave, or you're going to have issues. So that's the first mentality shift you have to make. Is uh, I don't care how much you pay a staff, there no one is going to work as hard as you because it's your business, right? And no one's going to care about your business. Now, unless they have skin in the game, like they have revenue share or they own a little piece of it, that's a different story. But first thing you have to remember is regardless of how good of a staff person you find or train at the, at a certain level, the best the best you can expect out of them is nine tenths. So just going in with that mentality would number one, save you some headaches and problems down the line. Number two, um, if you can, um, train staff in-house. Um, I've visited I've worked with close to 100 gyms now um, through the years of doing clinics and stuff and having my own. And obviously, there's really great coaches out there that you can find. Um, and I'm sure people have made some great hires. But at the end of the day, I found over my data set anyway, it's better just to train them in-house, especially those good athletes who already have your culture down pat. That's mm -hmm. key, right? Um, I've seen a lot of things where, you know, I, I work with a lot of owners where they've brought in some really good good people, like people that I've even known and heard of and things like that. But it just didn't work out, not because the coach wasn't great or technically good. Um, I know they're good because I know what they do. I've seen them work with some of them. But the uh, the culture wasn't there. It was a culture mismatch. And when you have a culture mismatch, it doesn't matter what kind of coach they are or how good they are. It's just not going to work. Um, so, you know, training athletes to already know your culture and then, you know, ramping them up. So start early. Start them CITing. Like, don't even force them. Just... Uh, Put it out there like if you have you know if you have a gym right now and you know you're going to need staff which everybody does it's better to be overstaffed than understaffed and just start throwing out an email be like hey you know anybody over whatever your legal laws are in your state or country just be like hey we're offering a cit program 
you know, minimum wage or whatever it happens to be. And, and you get to like shadow one of our coaches. If you want to be a coach, join that program and have your CIT program, like a feeder for yeah. your coaches. And then obviously a couple things. Um, and again, I'm still talking in-house training. So when you train your staff, a couple things, have weekly meetings, you know, always be on mm-hmm. top of stuff um, and, and give them a lot of resources help them out. Um, you know, if they're struggling with something, you know, help them out with that. Um, if, if, if they're not living up to expectations, then you need to set them and demonstrate them. That's the biggest thing. A lot of owners are like, well, I already told them this. I'm like, okay, great. You told them that, you know, in, in a class, you need to do this drill. I'm like, but did you demonstrate it? Right. There's a whole different ball game. So sometimes what I used to do with my coaches is, you know, if I want them to run a class a specific way, or I want them to do a drill a specific way, <clears throat> what I would do is I would tell them, but then I would actually do the class with them. You know, like I'd be like, hey, here, I'm like, hey, okay, Susie, like, let me do this. Just watch me. Is that cool? Like, yeah, okay, cool. You don't have to do anything. Just follow me around. That do the class, do the thing that I need them to do, and then hop them in. I'm like, did you see how, you know, there was no time wasting. I got one girl to go from here. You see the flow of the flow of the class, how like one drill goes to the next and there's no like time to waste. Do you see it, the difference? They're like, oh yeah. I'm like, great. Now you go practice and then you give them time to practice. Don't expect perfection right away, right? Give them time to fail, right? Um, allow them to kind of try stuff out. So that would be the other thing. Um, and then, uh, I mean, at staff training, I could talk all day cause I do this for eight hours. But the other thing is when you're trying to hire good mm-hmm. coaches, um, one of the best quotes that I heard, I think it's from Gary Vee here. He's like, you know, hiring is guessing and firing is knowing, right? So don't try and be like all perfect with your interview process. If they have the technical skills and they have the base knowledge that you need, get them on board and put them on probation and see how it goes because you're not going to know whether they're going to be good for your gym unless they work with you and your staff for at least three months in my opinion that's just that's the way i think uh and when and if they gel well um keep them and if they're if they're if they're like a good personality that kids and customers love keep them in my opinion um some of the some of the hires that we made or some of the you know staff that we decided to ramp up um they didn't really have the technical stuff at the, at, the, at the moment right, right? Um, but we hired our personality alone because kids love them and we're like look you know I, I, that's hard to train right <laughs> I, mean, I can't train you to be a good person if you're not already like that's tough so if they're already a good person then i can teach them the technical stuff right like how to coach a backhand spring how to coach a walkover how to run a class whatever and i'm okay with the the back end lag that creates because it takes them time to get there but because they're a cool person I know our customers will be around them for a little bit longer and then I can train them up to be that way. So, you know, find people who are like, you know, retired teachers and whatever and uh, moms who want to coach and just if they're a good person uh, and then you can take care of the technicalities later on. So that's kind of my, I I love it. That aligns with what we recommend people do. I mean, we really encourage the CIT programs and hiring from within Mm -hmm. and, you know, hiring for character versus hiring just for skill because you can, teach people how to teach uh, back handspring, you know, mm-hmm. the technical aspects, but it's really mm-hmm. hard to teach people to be a good person and, and kind and be able to communicate those things correctly. So mm-hmm. we focus a lot on those uh, things when we're recommending. And also growth mindset. Yeah. I should throw That's in there. Sorry for interrupting you, but growth mindset's key. Um, I know Woodward isn't around anymore, but when it was, um, I've gone to Camp Woodward like eight times or seven times. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but a lot of times. And you know, I, I, I jumped into every one of their coaches. Uh, have you been to Woodward, by the way? Uh, Camp Woodward? I have not. I actually, I run dream camps. So I. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So uh, at, at the camp, like they would do a thing where you come in with your athletes and they'd be like, okay, as a coach, what do you want? Because athletes, obviously 
they're trained by the staff. So like you just kind of leave them be, right? So they're like, as a coach, what do you want? And then you get to write down like, okay, I want to like, you know, you know, clean up my spotting for layouts, or I want to learn how to coach a backhand, mm-hmm. whatever, right? And then they would pair you with, um, they they'd create clinics throughout the week. Be like, okay, on Tuesday at nine p.m. or seven p.m., go to this gym, and we've we've set up a um, a backhand spin clinic because a lot of coaches ask for it. So they would take what all the coaches would want and turn it into like a mini clinic, and they would, they would take their experts to teach it. Yeah, and that was awesome. really cool. But yeah, the reason I, the where I'm going with the stories though is every time I used to go to those coaches' clinics. There would always be some coaches who are like technically pro- very mm-hmm. proficient, but in my head, I'll look at them. I'd be like, I would never hire you because they would, they would go into the clinic kind of as like a, you know, that know-it-all attitude. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense where, yeah, like I just don't see a growth mindset. Like uh, I remember one time, I can't remember the name of this coach. I really wish I remembered, but this was a really good story where um, at the time I had like, you know, my social media following was really ramping up and things like that. And I was in a back handspring clinic, right? Now that's a skill I've been coaching I don't know, I've probably coached like 10,000 or 100,000 handsprings. I don't even know, right? Like it's one of those skills you coach so often. But I still went to the clinic because I'm like, oh, let me see. Like, let me see if there's a better way or let me see what what other people are doing. Because I I find like, you know, it's always good to have tools in your toolbox. But I got there and then there was another coach who came up to me and asked, how do you coach your handspring? And I was just shocked because this is a coach who has been coaching like national level, almost Olympic level Mm -hmm. gymnasts. And I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to ask this person questions because I want to learn, but they, they beat me, they beat me to it. They came to me and asked me questions and in my head. I'm like, I was just, I was just thinking, I remember this very frankly. I'm like, why are they asking me? Like, I'm the, I'm the new guy. Like I'm young, right? At that time, this was like maybe six, seven years ago. I'm like, I can't believe they're asking me. Like, they probably know this stuff. So like, I'm like, I want to ask you instead. Right. But it just went to show like, Hey, so, you know, even the best should have a good growth mindset. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I said anything profound to that person, because I'm sure they've coached 10 times as many hands as I have, but it was a good conversation. So yeah, that's awesome. And, and so, so accurate, right? Like the best coaches are students of the game. They never stop learning Mm -hmm. and, uh, they are confident in their skill set, but they also stay humble to know that they don't have every single answer and that there may be a new, better way. Yes. And, I always find it funny when you talk to coaches who kind of have that attitude where they feel like they can't, they can never, you know, they know it Mm -hmm. all. And I'm like, the way we did a double up six years ago, seven years ago was different than the way we all do double ups now in stunts. Right. So we're all willing to learn new grips and new things with stunts, but then we all get very like Mm -hmm. tumbling coaches can sometimes get like really fixated and stunt coaches too. But sometimes people just get so fixated on, well, this is the only way to do it. And, Maybe it's not. Maybe there's a better way. Yeah. You know, we're not all driving the Model T anymore because we advanced, right? <laughs> so, um, that's right. so that's awesome, and and I love the staff stuff. Um, there was something else you were taught. You had talked about. You gave me so many things in the opening. Um, one of the things you did touch on though that I didn't know anything about was this uh, this software augmentation. What is it? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What is that? The software augmentation? Yeah, sure. So um, there's a software out there called Activity Messenger. Um, and I'm kind of, full disclosure, I kind of on the side working with them. Um, and what they're what they're do is they fill the gaps in certain software or certain workflows that you have. So I'll give you an example. They have a really good form builder. So a lot of times if you want to register an athlete or whatever, like you know how a lot of people use, uh, I can't remember the name of this, but like something like an online document a contract signing that stuff. I can't Docu-sign, remember what it's called. DocuSign yeah, sure. or something. 
Yeah, like you know, you know how as a business owner, you're like you probably have four or five services you're subscribed mm-hmm. to, right? Um, so what this software aims to do is it piggybacks off things like Melia and other software and like fills in those gaps. So for example, like instead of using DocuSign for signing, instead of using a CRM for management, instead of using um, you know Mailchimp for your email, this thing is kind of like those. It's like a I I, I kind of think of it as like sand. It's like pouring sand in a bucket of rocks. It fills those gaps for you, hmm. right? So this thing can handle all that stuff for you. So um, if you need something, you know, if you need a signature, if you need this, and, and there, I mean, they have so many workflows, they have templates for everything, and they're coming up with new ones all the time, which is why I can't go right, through right. the whole list. But basically, if you're a gym owner and you need to make your life easy, like, for example, you know, if you're a gym owner and you're not doing birthday parties, it's like, why the hell not? You're literally you're leaving yep. money on the table unless you hate money you should be doing birthday parties but if you find it hard to do birthday parties i understand again go to activity messenger use their birthday party template they have a form builder basically what a form is it's just like a like a like an online yeah. web page with places that people can put in their information right so as a birthday party you obviously are going to have to tackle things like you know scheduling like right. when are the best times to have parties pricing structures you want people to fill out their information. You want them to sign a contract, right? Like the, you don't want kids coming in and breaking their ankles and then, right. you, you know, you're responsible. So set, set up the, setting up that whole workflow is work, but Activity Messenger can make that easier. Or if you need to, you know, for example, one of the things that I had to do manually, f- fun little tip, is we used to do session-based. So in our gym, um, everything was six weeks. So every class was like six weeks long. And at the end of six weeks, right, um, they would have to re-register if they want to do the next mm-hmm. session, right? It has its pros and cons. The cons are obviously uh, they're not on a monthly pay schedule. So you have to hustle as an owner to make sure they re-sign up. Now, luckily, we had a good product. I, I believe so. Uh, a lot of people, you know, re-upped our classes. They wanted to sign up for every other session. But let's say, you know, you start a session five weeks in, like a week before or three days before the session ends. I would have to go in, you know, check all those people and then email them, right? All the parents right. like, hey, parent, you know, in three days, this six-week session's up. You know, we only have 10 or 12 slots for the next session. If you want to sign up, here's mm-hmm. the link, right? But Activity Messenger can do that all automatically now. It's awesome. Mm. So it can like sell for you or it can te- send them text reminders, right? Like, hey, don't forget about your class tonight. Here's a text message to the parents. So all those things that I did manually that I wish I didn't have to do, uh, it can do that for you. So um, yeah, check them out, Activity Messenger. Um, and if anybody has any questions and they want some help, just reach out to me. And, and you said you that people. integrates with... Jackrabbit, Amelia, and iClass, or it's more just a add-on? It, it, I believe it integrates with Amelia very well. In terms of Jackrabbit and iClass, I am not 100% okay. sure. Um, that would be a, a question you can send with them. But it does integrate, even if it doesn't integrate, if that makes sense. So, for example, if it doesn't talk to the APIs, mm-hmm. like if, it, if the software doesn't talk, it can stand on its own as a standalone, and it can link. Um, you can use Zapier and other stuff to kind of link it. So you can force the link if you really want. Interesting. It. it shouldn't be a big deal. That's, I've, I have not heard of it, but that is, uh, I learned something really new. That's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. There you um, go. Well, that's awesome. So uh, as you travel around to gyms, uh, you've had the opportunity to own a gym. You have the opportunity to travel and work with different gyms. What is, if you can put your finger on one, what's like the most common thing you could see that gym owners could be doing better to make their lives easier and or make more profit or what, what do you think what do you see as like a common error across the gyms that you go to yeah so i mean like i said the number one mistake is you know uh the gym owners think that everyone should work as hard as them on their business which 
that you can't expect that to happen. It's like it's like you have, if you have a child and you hire a babysitter, like can you really expect the babysitter to care for your child as much as you do and love them as much as you do? That's not it's not right. possible, right? So that's that's the number one thing. And that that mentality can actually trickle down into everything you're doing and make your life easy. But on the if you want a more tactical response, I think it's just um overall, I would say it's just lack of enforcing enforcing quality and enforcing expectations, right? Like in expectations of communication is just not and I'm not saying we were perfect. I think we were this is something that we worked on quite a bit. Um and we got better over time and I think you know, anyone can do better, but just having clarity of communication. Like I'll give you an example. Um, I remember we used to use the app called band, right? So our, our, our entire staff group was on, on mm-hmm. a band, group, mm-hmm. right? And we tried to funnel all our communications through band and blah, blah, blah. And then we asked, we did like anonymous survey one day to our staff. Like we sent out a Google form, completely anonymous. So we don't know who's answering what, but we asked our staff, like, what are some of the improvements we can make and what's really bothering them? A lot of them said band sucks. Literally, they're like, band sucks. I hate using it, blah, yep. blah, blah, right? So me and Sam were like, okay, well, clearly they hate using it. And I don't want our staff to hate using something that's so important, which mm-hmm. is communication, right? Um, so I'm like, okay, we got to change this. We got to do something about it. So we moved to an app called Slack. Yep. Um, I'm sure yeah. some people have heard of it, some not. It's basically an internal company message and, and that they loved using it. And that was great. So just by doing that, it improved quite a lot of things and it improved our workflow, right? But again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known they hated using Band if I didn't do an anonymous survey and ask them, right? And then you have to have the humility to make that change, right? So just, just little things like that, just clarity and communication, clarity of expectations, holding them accountable. That's those are key. A lot of gym owners are like, oh, I can't. I'm like, why, why aren't you enforcing this in the staff? They're like, oh no, they're if they leave, I'm screwed. Like they're too important. I'm like. Like, what do you mean? Like, if they leave, what's going to happen? They're like, oh, I'll have to cl- I'll have to coach three more classes this week. I'm like, right. so? Like, what's the big deal? Like, it's your gym, yep. right? So, you know, ha- having the, uh, like, like for all, uh, in my gym, I did every every work you can imagine. I cleaned the toilets. I made the floors. We moved so many times. I was there at the gym sometimes till midnight cleaning. But then I also, we also had people who were paid to clean. But, like, that doesn't matter, right? If one of, if our director was sick, you got to step up right now. Obviously, based on gym sizes, that's doable or not doable. But I'm talking about the mentality of being able to be there for your business. So um, no one should be a linchpin if you can help it. Right. right? Like if you have a if you have a coach who is so vital that if they leave, your business crashes, that's not a business. Now you're a slave to that that coach. Right. So uh, you need to solve that problem immediately if that's you or you need to bring somebody else in. Um, Other issues I've seen is not being able to sell. Your, your services or being confident mm-hmm. in that. Um, it, it's insane to me how much money gym owners leave at the table. It's um, just like on basic stuff. Like I remember one time I visited a gym owner and they're like, oh, I need to fill my classes and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, like, you know, and, and I can't remember what software they were using, but they had they had a list of customers. Like They had a whole list of them. Um, so I'm like, okay, show me who people who registered in the past and see what's going on. And they had like a list of 300 people that were local and they hadn't reached out to it like in forever. Like they had a little gold mine right. under their noses. I'm like, I'm like, who are these 300 people? Like what's going on with them? Like why haven't they signed up? They're like, oh, some of these people canceled. Some of them said no. I'm like, so like, okay, great. So why don't we try again? So I made a simple little email, like some, I can't remember exactly, but it was something like, hey, person, right? Their name, this is so-and-so Jim. You know, thank you for trying us in the past. We just wanted to let you know we have an awesome summer camp 
deal going on and because you came to our gym, um, you know, click this link, you get 20%, yep. something like that, right? And boom, like, you know, they immediately got like 30 members and they're like, holy crap. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's it's weird what know, happens when you follow ups and reach outs right? are key. When you just ask if people are willing yeah. to buy, suddenly they buy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So that's key. And then not having a process for things. That's another thing, yep. right? A system or a process. So um, if do you want me to go into my little sales process? Sure, I'd love to hear it. I mean, we're all, NextGen is all okay. about systems and uh, processes. So I love it. Oh, nice. Cool. I'll go on. Oh, actually just came to my mind before I explain my awesome sales process. The other thing is uh, in, uh, enforcing payments and following up with your people who are yep. like, you know, haven't paid yet. Uh, as the piece, I'm going to keep it simple. Um, I I didn't get anybody get a little away with that. Like if somebody owes you money, they owe you money. Like don't don't write it off. Don't hold back. Like you know if they owe you for something, they owe you for something, right? Um, same thing has happened to me with clinics. Not often, right? There's been some times where I've done clinics where, you know, the uh, the owner unfortunately is, is taking their sweet time. That's, that's the easiest right. way I can put it. Um, and there's no like you know there you know if the if you've offered a service or you're given a service and you haven't been uh, compensated for it, don't hold back. Don't try to be nice. Go for it. You can be respectful about it, but you know it's it's that's your money basically, right? So go after that. Make sure you have it squared up. Um, you can be nice about it. Like you can do things like, okay, mom, I understand you're going through a tough time, like especially during COVID, right? Um, people lost their jobs and stuff. So I'm like, you can just work that off. So we need we need a front desk person from this time to this time, this time to this time. You're gonna get, you know, your hourly wage uh, appropriately is gonna be whatever, 17 an hour, right? So, you know, if you work this many hours, your fees will be paid off. And so you can do things like that, right? right? Um, it doesn't have to be collectible money at every single time, but get the services you've rendered, right? If you render a service, get something in return for it. Don't don't try and be too nice and hold back and be like, Oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. It is a big deal because it's going to take your business. Right. So that's, that's uh, one of the biggest, biggest things that I have to, and it takes, sometimes it just takes me telling a gym owner in that Frank straight up way, as you can tell, I'm pretty straight up. I don't fancy things. Um, I've told gym owners that I are good friends of mine. I respect very well. I'm like, you need to do this or you're going to be out of business. Right. And I don't want to see that happen to you. They're like, Oh, right. Okay. And they just need that person to give them a little kick in the pants. Right. (laughs) To like, get them going. So that's one. Okay. Sales process. Simple. Um, so I have a sales process that I've developed on my own. Um, when I was going through the gym, uh, it's super easy to remember. Okay. It's called, it's an acronym. The acronym is sexy S E X Y. Okay. I don't know anybody who can not mm-hmm. remember that word. <laughs> I think it's sure. very memorable. So let's go through it very quickly. What is the sexy sales process? Okay. And, and it depends on like how, you know, how your lead flow is and how people approach you or whatever. But let's assume, you know, you have a gym and people walk in and whatever, right? So the first thing you want to do, the first letter S is ask for the sale. Okay, a lot of people, a lot of people flip this and they'll wait too long. Uh, I say just ask for the sale because if, if a person has emailed you or, or, or usually it's, you know, a call, right? Like most parents like to like call and find mm-hmm. out about your gym or, you know, you'll have walk-ins or whatever. If they're walking in or they've called you or they contacted you in some way, they're interested. Right. Like nobody, I don't know anybody that walks into a business thinking, you know what? I don't really like the way this business Absolutely. looks. Let me go in and find out more. Right. Like yep. who does that? Right. So if they're walking into your business or they've called you, whatever, like they, they want to know more. Right. So the first thing you should do is obviously, you know, give them a reasonable time to understand what their needs are, but then offer them that service right away. Um, so, at, you know, at 20% of the time, they will just buy on the spot. Like that's what I found mm-hmm. anyways. 
Um, so if, if mom is asking about, you know, um, a, a beginner tumbling class, you know, sure, give her the times and stuff. Be like, hey, look, by the way, we have three spots open next week. Um, and these spots go really quickly. Would you like to sign up your daughter um, for, the, for the next three spots or for the next session? And then just literally just don't say anything and wait for the mom's yep. response. Don't try and give her a deal. Don't try and just put her out there and just wait. And it's only one of three mm-hmm. options, right? She's either going to say yes. She's either going to say no, or she's going to want more information, things like pricing and whatever, yep. right? And in fact, you want that third option. If she asks about pricing or more info, pretty, pretty, you can be pretty guaranteed she wants to sign up as long as you don't right. screw it up, right? Um, and then obviously make it easy for them. Don't don't ask them to fill out, like, I have to call out Jackrabbit on this one. I know a lot of gym owners use it, but their form to sign up is a nightmare. As a parent, if I looked at that form, uh, I'm a speed kind of guy. I'd be like, man, I don't want to fill out, you know, 30 pieces of information. Just take my credit card and throw my kid in the class. Yep. Let me sign the waiver. Let yep. me sign the bare minimum, right? So make the barrier to entry very, very easy for them, right? So number one, again, letter S, ask for the sale right away, okay? As soon as as soon as soon they've shown interest, mm-hmm. ask for the sale, okay? Now, 80% of the time, they're not going to buy, which is right. totally okay, right? Which is why we have a process. So in the word sexy, the next letter is E, right? E stands for email of exchange of information, right? So again, let's say like you offered the sale, whether it's over the phone, in person, whatever. And they're like, mm, I'm not sure I'm going to th- have to think about it, right? Be like, oh, sure. No problem, right? Not a problem at all. Don't be pushy. And then you say, okay, can I, would you mind if I got your email or, or your phone number or some kind of contact information? And um, I would love to give you a free trial just so you can see if your kid likes it. Would you Would you be interested in that, right? Mm-hmm. That's your backup. Uh 90% of them right there, right there will close with you, right? Like, I don't know anybody who wouldn't give up the email for a free class right. for their kid, right? Because again, remember, they have contacted you, so they're obviously interested, right? So just exchange their email or phone number is even better if you can text. Text is awesome. And just, you know, be like, hey, I'll offer you a free trial. Would you be okay with that? Most of them will, at that point will give up their info. Or if they're already emailing you, then use that email to set up something like a free trial mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Now, I'm a free trial or process with free trial based i know some of your gyms they, they do like uh, low barrier to entry free offers like you know yep. four weeks for yep. 49 or whatever right um my suggestion is if, for this process the free trial works a lot better um but again feel free to offer them the low barrier entry offer if you want but then again we're going back to s which is asking mm-hmm. for the sale right so give them, if they say no to a free trial which is very rare for me uh, they might say like oh we're not ready or we're not sure again and the next letter is X, which is exchange referrals. So be like, hey, no problem. I understand you're not ready for the free trial yet. That's totally okay. Um, you know, I can't guarantee to save your spot, but you know, our spots do go fast. Do you does your Susie have any friends who might be interested in doing our ninja class or tumbler class? Or do you think, you know, or do you think she'd be doing better with a friend? Because a lot of times they'll say no, but they won't tell you why they say no. But they're saying no because they don't want their kid or they know their child. They don't want to go into the right. class by themselves. Okay, what the mom really wants to do is go back home, call up three of her friends and be like, hey, Susie wants to try this cheer class, but she doesn't want to go by herself. Do you guys want to, you know, in their little mom group chats, they'll be like, do you guys want to come along? Right. Um, And that's a little secret tip. So, you know, beat them to the punch. So instead of having the mom go back home, maybe forgetting right then and there, exchange referrals, be like, hey, do you, does Susie have friends and stuff that would love to come to this as well? Maybe. That'll help her out. And right then they'll be like, yeah, she does actually have two friends that she doesn't really want to do this alone. Be like, great. Do you, do you mind if I get their email and I'll, you know, I'll be very respectful. All I'm going to say in this email is, hey, you know, Susie's coming to this class. We'd love to have them. It'll give them all a free trial. 
right? And most parents would be like, oh, that's awesome. You're going to do all the work for me? Great. Take, hmm. take their emails, right? Um, again, I didn't have to do that too often, but sometimes with, I did. With that method, I think the last you're letter in Canada, is, correct? Or are you in the States? We're in Canada, yeah. But I mean, it works universally. No, I'm, I was, I'm more just because I'm pretty sure our email like legality is we wouldn't be able to cold email someone who didn't who didn't provide us their email we could email that mom that gave us hers and we could let her have mm-hmm. her forward it like you can say hey forward this to anyone you want but i don't think i could take someone's right. email and then start soliciting them i would be violating that's an interesting question yeah we'd have to look into that but it's like uh it's like if you were talking to a friend right like if you're like talking to let's say you have a friend called joe and you're like, yo, Joe, do you have anybody cool that I can talk to? And he's like, yeah, I have a friend, Sally. Okay, here's Sally's email. So as long as you're, again, you have to yeah, look into the laws. Yeah. I think you're right about that. But I think if you CC or if you're if you're not scammy about it, if you're like, hey, person, I got your email from your friend, Sally. Uh, they said that your child might be interested in our classes. If if it's if you're interested, totally let us know. If not, we'll never bother you again. Right? Yeah. Like something like that. Uh, we'll keep you out of trouble. Yeah, you don't want to. The one thing you don't want to do is you you don't want to take that email and put it into your right. email software. Yeah, that's, that's very bad, bad, right? You don't like if yeah if you have like an email uh, autoresponder or whatever. Yeah, don't don't take their info and just throw it into your CRM. Make it a genuine handwritten email where it looks legit. And I found that that to be okay. But yeah, uh, you're right. You might have to look into yeah, just be worth and, checking. Or maybe get the mom to CC. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Um, and then the last letter is on the acronym is Y. The reason I have that is, is, is it reminds you to go for the yes at every single opportunity, right? So my thing was like when I was uh, training my director for this process, and she was very new at this. Uh, I'm like, the reason the letter Y exists is to remind you, like, always try and get a yes, right? I don't care what you get a yes on, whether it's the sale, whether it's the email exchange, whether it's the mm-hmm. referral, whether it's just getting them to say, like, yes, I think she might be interested in the future. Like, just don't give up the conversation until they have a yes for something. And it sounds kind of like a pushy thing, but it's just as like a reminder, right? But obviously, if they're like, I'm not interested at all, don't bother them yeah. more, right? Like you have to have intuition to do this. But if they're in your uh, gym like and they're having the conversation, the likelihood that they're not interested at all is low unless you gave them a really bad impression to start out. And they, they're just trying to get out the door. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Have you ever... Uh, learned about read about uh kind of the the sales priming of of the power of yes and if you can get people to start saying yes to things that aren't related to the sale that they're more prone to when you try and sell them uh no but it makes sense yeah, yeah it totally a, makes sense that and that's kind of why i have the why there to make sure that they say yes to there's something. a whole technique and method of of saying you know like hey uh you know i you're here for your your daughter and uh sounds like you want her to to work on her her fitness level yeah i do that's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. would it work if it, you know, fit within your schedule? Is that what you're looking for? A couple classes a week? Yes. And you're getting them to say yes to things. Yeah. And you're like, perfect. Here's your solution. Um, that is exactly the intention for that letter Y, which is get them start, get them to start saying some kind of yeah, yes to something. It. Like even if you get one yes in the conversation, you have followed yep. the formula. What I don't want to hear, or hopefully is parents to say no, no, no right. to everything. Right. That just means something is off. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's genius. I really like the I like the method and you're, you're covering a lot of things that we suggest people do. And, um, I mean, I think you're, I think you're right in that so many people struggle with the sales side. I I talk to so many gym owners who like, Mm -hmm. they, they believe in their product, but not enough to ask people for money for it. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Right. To me, it's like, 
we work so hard to make our uh, classes and, and, and program like legit and like solid and, and we did good for athletes. I'm like, I, I knew genuinely, like, I'm like, if your daughter doesn't sign up for this and, and tumbling or cheer and fitness is what she wants, she, if she goes anywhere else, you're going to be doing her a disservice. Like that's the mentality mm-hmm. that I had right now. I, I understand not everybody has that and you can't fake that. So if, if you don't have that mentality, my suggestion is to go look at your program first and, and make it solid so that you feel confident about it, right? Like that's the genuine, the genuine thing comes from the inside. So if you know your cheer program is badass, if you know your ninja program is badass, uh, why would you not do these things? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. You're trying to sell something people to people that you believe honestly will help them. It's like, it's so easy to sell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the framework where they say it's like, if you had a pill that cured cancer, and you know somebody's struggling from cancer came to your business and they started to leave the store and you know this pill can like you know solve their cancer and like make them live like would you not at least try and be a little bit on the side of like hey hey listen like this will really help you like i'm telling you like this is really gonna help you out like you would right. do something absolutely. right um, most people with empathy would do absolutely that. <laughs> um i love it well thank you that was such a, a cool little i mean i i really appreciate you sharing that that technique with all of our oh, listeners. Of um, I, I hope they took notes on it or they go back and re-listen and take notes. That may be your next book, my friend. You may have to write the sexy sales method. Um, <laughs> yeah, sexy sales method. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, my, I might. I mean, you know, I, I can talk about that all day because uh, I wanted to keep it memorable and simple. But yeah, I hope people uh, give it a give it a give it a use. Try it out. It'll take some practice. Don't try and be perfect right away. Um, literally, just on your screen or on the side, just have the you know, have it written down S E X Y and then just know like ask yeah. for sale, whatever. Uh, the best thing to do is practice over the phone. That's how I got good. Um, you know, if your website or whatever collects information, which I'm sure everybody's does, right? Like for a trial mm-hmm. or for more info, always ask for the email and phone number uh, and make, make sure your form is set up in a way where if they don't enter the phone number, um, it kind of asks for it. Um, so again, that's a business decision that you're going to have to make. Um, we did not let people contact us if they wouldn't put their phone number in there that was just us and i know we lost some leads that way probably right there's some people who don't want to give up the phone number fine but we just that was a business you know pros and cons risk that we took and it paid off for us because then what i could do is call them up and and, and i would always email and text them first be like hey thanks for contacting us so and so you know we have all these programs i would love to chat for five minutes and explain it all to you that way you can ask me questions blah blah blah. and most people are like okay cool i understand now i'll call you right uh, calling them out of the blue in, in this day and age usually doesn't work. Yeah, half well, the time I you found. have to say, hey, this is the um, number I'm calling you from so they don't think you're spam. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I usually what I would do is I would prime the phone call. So I would email them with the email. They reach out to me. I would tell them, like, you know, here's the stuff you're looking for. I'd give them a time. Like, is it cool if I call you at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday? I'm going to explain everything and then gives you the opportunity to ask me as many questions as you want without having a long email chain. And they get that. They're like, oh, that makes sense. I've done long email chains. They suck. I'd rather just talk to yeah. a human being. So at that, that point, you should be able to get a yes for the phone call. So we're getting kind of to, I, I appreciate your time so much. This has been so much good stuff. And Oh, no, we, we can go as much as you want. Or I know you guys have a, maybe you have a limit, but well, feel free to ask. I have another. We, we only minutes, have a so. limit because I find people tend to hop off. And we're actually in Las Vegas right now getting ready for a conference mm. uh, that we're going to be putting on for, I think we have 170 gym owners here this weekend. So really stoked to be doing that. But, um, so I know you're kind of 
you're you're sort of taking it easy. But if people want to work with you, if people want to bring you out to their program yep. and and do some coaching for them, uh, how would one get in touch with you? Yeah, for sure. So you, what you can do is you can email me. My email is info at tumblingcoach.com. Um, and you can just shoot me an email there about what you need. Um, like I said, I have two main clinics, like the coaches and the athletes. Um, if anybody's listening, wants to text me, that's fine too. Uh, my number is 906-205-0535. I have no issues giving that away. Feel free to text, just provide me contacts. Be like, hey, this is so-and-so uh, yeah. from this gym. I heard about you from the podcast or this so-and-so and I saw your Instagram post and I would love more information. So uh, I'm pretty responsive to texts. Um, you know, I try not to go within 24 hours before I do it. Um, the reason I can do this is because I don't own a gym anymore. So I have time. <laughs> so, um, you know, as most people will appreciate, like, yeah, it, it's one of those things that gyms can always use things to improve their processes yeah. and services. So um, if anybody wants to get in touch for either tumbling or gym work or anything like that, or they want to know about more about activity messenger and how it can kind of help you streamline certain things. Um, happy to I chat. love it. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was an absolute blast. I learned a ton. I'm, I may reach out. We may have to have you back on because I feel like we could have unpacked <laughs> no some worries. of these things a little bit further. Uh, but I also I yep. want people to get all the knowledge and not hop off and miss something great. And once you hit that like 30, 40 minute mark, unless people are like on a long drive, that's a long podcast. So um, yeah, absolutely. Man, thank you so much. It was an absolute blast. And I, I really appreciate you being on. Today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners, People and Profits.